Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Heart First podcast. I'm so glad that you are here today. We are entering the holiday period and we are almost at the end of December, which I don't know about y'all, but just feels really, really crazy to me. I don't know where this year has gone. And I feel like that the older you get, the quicker the time seems to go. 2022 was a really big year for me. I left Melbourne. Um, I made all of these changes. I... I, yeah, I really stepped into the woman that I really want to be. I quit my full-time job. Um, It's just been this really wild ride. And I'm really, really so grateful that I've been able to share that with you. And honestly, I'm so incredibly excited for what 2023 is going to bring. I have so many ideas and so many things that I want to offer you guys across like various programs and whatnot, as well as to welcome some newbies into my one-on-one program, Self Discovered, which is so exciting. Now, I just want to give you a bit of a trigger warning in for today's episode. So today we're talking about body image, body love, and intuitive eating. Now, really important that if you find any talk about disordered eating, eating disorders, um, or body image chat, if you find this too triggering, I recommend that you seek support and that you really do get help because you don't have to do this alone. And I'm going to be sharing my story in in this episode, um, a little bit of it anyway. I'm not going to go too far into it, but I'm going to be sharing my story And truthfully, I really just thought that I would never build a healthy relationship with food and my body ever again. I was in the trenches with an eating disorder, bulimia, for five plus years on and off as I was trying to recover. And truthfully, it was the one thing that I just thought that I would never get over. But it's also something now that I reflect on and it has taught me so many tools. And I believe that I had to go that far down down that rabbit hole in order to arrive at such a beautiful, loving place with my body now. And that entire journey really, really catapulted me into my self-love journey. So, you know, if if you are struggling with body image issues, disordered eating, I want to really be that expander for you and let you know that recovery is so fucking possible because it is. So, I want to dive in today um, and I just want to start today with a quote and this quote is by Anne Lamott and it goes, oh my God, what if you wake up one day and you're 65 or 75 and you never got your memoir or novel written or you didn't go swimming in those warm pools and oceans all those years because your thighs were jiggly and you had a nice, big, comfortable tummy, or you were just so strung out on perfectionism and people-pleasing that you forget to have a big, juicy, creative life of imagination and radical stillness and staring off into space like when you were a kid. It's going to break your heart. Please don't let this happen. Now, I'm starting this, this episode off with this quote because I think... I've spoken about this before, but I think that one of the biggest things that can ground us if we choose to see it this way is the fact that we are all getting old. We are all destined for the same destiny, which is that we're not going to be here forever. And if you were anything like I was, body image and food obsession 
took up so much of my energy and so much of my mental capacity that I couldn't focus on anything else. I couldn't focus on my interests. I couldn't focus on my passions because I was so obsessed with what I had eaten that day or how I had exercised that day or how many calories I had consumed that day. I was so fixated and obsessed on my body that I completely forgot how to live my life. And so when I really came to terms with the fact that this is the only vessel that I'm ever going to get in this lifetime, when I truly understood that, that this is a beautiful earth suit that was carrying me through my human experience, when I could comprehend that and realize I my life is passing me by and I'm only getting older, the penny started to drop. And that's when I really started to throw myself into recovery because I was like, I can choose to live my life in this way or I can choose self-love I can choose to recover I can choose to come from that loving place and completely flip how I view my body on its head and I just want to really be that expander for anyone who's really struggling at the moment where I have the most loving relationship to my body now and I practice intuitive eating mostly as as my core principle around how I am with food. I don't obsess about calories. I don't obsess about what I'm going to eat. I remember when I had really bad body image issues, I also obsessed over food and like what I was going to eat that day and what I was going to eat that night. I loved, I loved reading things like cookbooks. And it was just honestly something that I was super obsessed with. So I just want to go through some of the ways that body image issues can present themselves and you might find that you resonate with some of these or you might find that you resonate with points outside of this. Um, And if so, I would honestly love to hear how you experience this in your own world. So for me, it was very much thinking that I always looked fat and I had this incessant chatter in my mind about how my body looks. So my mean girl was always so incredibly loud and she would use really horrible words like, you look disgusting or um, I can see your thighs rubbing or like really hurtful things um, at the time. Whereas like, guys, my my thighs totally rub now and I don't really give two fucks. Um, so it's like, what you make what your mean girl says mean, right? Um, if you struggle with body image image issues, it's likely that you never feel pretty enough um, and that your looks and your body really determine your value as a person and how lovable you think that you are. This constant incessant chatter is just like talking at you. And if you're having this bad body image day, you make it mean that you're not a lovable human being and your self-worth pretty much feels like it's in the gutter. You also might be fixating on trying to change your body or shape. So that might mean that you feel like you just want to lunge into a restrictive diet. You just want to get to the gym. Um, You just want to find some level of control in order for that body image mean girl to shut up. And one of the things is that you really need to understand is it's a trap and it's never going to be enough. And you could be eating super well, you could be going to the gym, but if you have these body image issues, nothing that you ever do gets to be enough because nothing is good enough for your mean girl. And so a really important factor here as well is if you are somebody who is sensitive to body image or you um, 
you use food as something that kind of like sedates you or you have this unhealthy relationship with food, body image is usually the first thing to go when you're feeling a level of stress or like there's any sort of chaos going on in your life. Because for you and for your inner mean girl, it's the one area that you can really find control in. And so you might notice that when things are feeling really uncertain around you, the body image voice flares up. She gets louder and she kind of comes in and tries to tell you things like we need to clean up our diet or we need to get to the gym and all of those kinds of things. And again, this is a huge trap because nothing that you ever do is enough. And the more important question that you need to be asking yourself is, how do I feel undernourished on a soul level? How is it that I don't feel like my needs are being met? What is it that I can do for myself today that is going to nourish me in a way that doesn't have anything to do with food per se, but what is it that I'm really, really needing, right? So just to kind of turn the clock a little bit backwards and kind of going back to that expanded piece of my journey with food, relationship with food, with my body and yeah, how I kind of arrived where I am. And like I said, I kind of don't want to go too far into this. Maybe I'll do a whole separate episode if you guys would really like to hear my story. But I was dieting from like the age of 14 and I I really kind of became aware of my body from a really young age. And to be honest, I feel like it's passed down to you. So like the women around me didn't have the greatest relationship with food and their body. And then you add in things like societal pressure as well. And you just automatically think that in order to be worthy, in order to be lovable, then you need to be thin or you need to um, look a certain way. And I totally bought into that. And I remember when I would diet and I lost a bit of weight, I remember the compliments rolling in and I was like, oh, this feels so good. This is like, this is amazing, right? And so it kind of started off like that in the dieting world, right? And I'll get into this soon, but I think that the most important thing to learn growing up is like how to be in tune with your body and its needs. And so I was on this diet for years and then um, from 17 onwards, I went through a really hard time where I had moved from overseas back to Melbourne and I experienced for the first time what, what crippling loneliness felt like, where I just felt like really, really isolated. I didn't know what I was doing with my life. Um, I didn't have much family around me. And naturally, as a 17-year-old who felt really confused and felt like she didn't have the nurturing or the comfort around her, I turned to food. And I noticed that, you know, like when I was experiencing that loneliness, I very much wanted to try and control my food. But at the same time, I wanted to eat lots of food because it was comforting and it was even sort of sedative. So it was like I would would definitely do these huge binges and I would find it so comforting and so um so comforting and just so like I was just trying to 
feel my emotions. I I honestly really didn't know how to feel my emotions at the time, whether that be really excited, really happy. I feel like when we're kids, at least in, in my world, I wasn't really taught how to identify my emotions or what it meant to actually process them. And so when I had all these feelings of loneliness really come up for me, I just didn't know what to do with it. And so I wanted to stuff it down and stuff it down with all of this food. And being so diet inclined at the time, I would throw it all up. Um, And this was a cycle that I found myself stuck in for five years on and off because I think it was maybe three years in that I really tried to start recovering because things started to get really, really full on. Um, I've shared this on my Instagram before, but I, the, the, the real turning point for me was when um, I had just had a binge purge episode and I was laying in my bed and I could feel my heart beating so fast that I honestly thought that I was going to die. And so it was like this moment where I was like, no, I can't do this anymore. I need to get better. I had this little hope, this little whisper inside of me that was like, you need to get better. This needs to change. There is hope. And I know that you can do this. I had this little whisper in the back of my mind and I knew deeply that this had to happen. And I also want to say as well that bulimia was my best kept secret, like, nobody knew about it. It was like my little friend that would comfort me in the evenings or even just like in those moments of loneliness. I hit it really, really well. And yeah, it wasn't until that I kind of came out and started talking about it that people were like, wow, I had no idea. Right. And so I guess that this is also just a reminder that you don't know who's suffering around you. You don't know if people are Um, really struggling with their own body image and the thoughts that they have about themselves and all those kinds of things. So then that kind of led me down my my self-love journey and really developing my journey with intuitive eating. So intuitive eating honestly saved my life. I found it the most nourishing, most nurturing experience of my entire life because the whole process essentially teaches you how to listen to your body and how to not use food to soothe your emotions and how to have the loving voice, how to have have the... Um, have the voice inside that is coming from a place of empowerment rather than the voice of self-hatred. And this is something that I always come back to now where sometimes I can feel my body sort of going off off balance where I'm waking up, I'm feeling a little bit more lethargic, I'm feeling a little bit more sluggish. And there's that voice inside of me where I'm like, "Mm, maybe I need to um, be a bit more nourishing with my food choices. And it's that loving voice that sort of comes back and is like, my motivation is no longer to look a certain way, it's to feel a certain way because my body's natural state is to be in health. It is to be in um, in vitality. It is like that is how your body naturally wants to feel. It doesn't want to be unwell. It doesn't want to be sick. It doesn't want to be um feeling this like sluggish energy it wants to feel good and the sooner that we can really make peace with our body and our and our food and really hear that inner voice the sooner that we can come from that place of empowerment rather than that 
that place of disgust and self-hatred, which honestly will just lead you on and off the bandwagon. So there's this chapter in this book and this chapter I found incredibly powerful on my journey and I just want to share it with you today because I think it's really important. So it's called If Life is a Game, These Are the Rules, The Ten Rules for Being Human. It's by Cherie Carter-Scott. I'll put the link to this book in the show notes below because if you really struggle with this, just in general, the whole book is really beautiful. It starts with, you may love it or hate it, but it will be yours for the duration of your life on earth. The moment you arrived here on this earth, you were given a body in which to house your spiritual essence. The real you is stored inside this body. All the hopes, dreams, fears, thoughts, expectations, and beliefs that make you the unique human that you are, though you will travel through your entire lifetime together, you and your body will always remain two separate and distinct entities. The purpose of this body is to act as the buffer between you and the outside world and to transport you through this game we call life. The body you are given will be yours for the duration of your time here. Love it or hate it, accept it or reject it, it is the only one you will receive in this lifetime. It will be with you from the moment you draw your first breath to the last beat of your heart. Since there is no refund, no exchange policy on this body of yours, it is essential that you learn to transform your body from a mere vessel into a beloved partner and lifelong ally as the relationship between you and your body is the most fundamental and important relationship of your lifetime. It is the blueprint from which all of your other relationships will be built. We each have a different relationship with our body. You may think of yours as a custom-designed home, ideally suited for your spirit and your soul, or you may feel that your body is not well-matched to your essence, thus trapping you in an ill-fitting cage. Perhaps you have a strong connection with your body and you feel that you have an easy, satisfying and familiar bond with it. You may be uncomfortable with your body and feel that you would like it to be different, stronger, thinner, healthier, more attractive or less clumsy. Or perhaps you feel alienated from it and as if some mistake has been made when the body assignments were handed out. No matter what you feel about your body, it is yours and the relationship you establish with it will have a great deal to do with the quality of your life experience. The challenge of rule one is to make peace with your body so that it can effectively serve your purpose and share its valuable lessons of acceptance, self-esteem, respect, pleasure. Everyone must learn these basic principles before he's able to journey successfully through life. So I think that that kind of goes back to the quote that we spoke about earlier around this is the only body that you're ever going to get in this life. Like I just really want to drive that home and for you to really have that really, really, really sink in. This is the only body, the only vessel that you're going to have for your entire life. And body love and body acceptance is truly the most spiritual experience because It's kind of realizing that you are a soul having a human experience here on earth, right? And so as a human, you're given this vessel, you're given this body that is going to take you through life. And if we can accept the fact that this is the only body, the only vessel that we have from from the day that we were born until we die, 
and that it should be treated with the utmost respect and love in every way possible, can we truly start to make changes? So I want to dive into three three ways that you can start to to shift your body image into more of one of self-love. And the first piece is really around that acceptance piece of this is all you get. There are no refunds. There are no exchanges. There are no other ways to do things other than this is all you get. And so you literally have to make a choice of, am I going to spend the, my entire existence hating my body or am I going to choose self-love? Am I going to choose to make peace with what I've been given? Am I going to choose to make the best experience that I possibly can with the one body that I have been given? Can I choose to lean into more self-acceptance and really come from that place of being that spiritual being, having this human experience in this one beautiful vessel that you've been given? So one of the first ways that I want you to start to see this and to return back to body love and a better body image is to, first of all, stop the inner mean girl. So realize that you have this inner mean girl that sits inside of your head and she's like an inner roommate. Think of her like somebody that you live with because you do. And so we've all got this voice, call it our ego, our inner mean girl, whatever resonates the most with you. We all have this inner roommate who can either be our biggest ally or she can be our worst critic and our worst enemy. And so sometimes, like I said at the start of this episode, your inner mean girl will say things to you like you're fat, you're disgusting, you're ugly, you're not good enough, all of those kinds of things. And it is your job to begin to become the the witness, to begin to, to view the thought without getting completely wrapped up in it. And so one thing that I love to do is if I'm really struggling with my body image or what I did at the start of my journey is I just wanted to become curious about what am I actually thinking about? What thoughts are actually going on inside of my mind? Because if you had somebody who was following you around all the time, like an actual person, and they were saying some of the things that your inner mean girl says to you, you would probably punch them in the face and tell them to get fucked because they're they're so rude, right? If you had a friend that spoke to you in this way, you would put boundaries up and you would say, "Um, that's not acceptable. But often with our inner mean girl, we are so identified with her. We think that we are her when really we're not. There is this loving inner voice that exists at your core, at your center, that wants to come from more of this place of empowerment. So it's realizing that you have this inner mean girl inside of you and really starting to become aware of what are the thoughts that she's coming up with. You might want to pull the notes out on your phone and start to document, like, what are the things that I'm saying to myself? What are the thoughts that are crossing through my mind? And at the start of your journey, if you're somebody who is really struggling with your body image, some of the things that I recommend are not putting yourself in a position where your mean girl can take a bite. So if you're having a really bad body image day, refraining from body checking, because I know that's something that we all do when we're having a bad body image day. We might lift up our top and look at our stomach or turn around and look at our bum or look at our cellulite or all of those kinds of things. And the first thing that I recommend is just to kind of bring you back to your inner voice is to take a break from all of those things. No body checking at all. Find a distraction. No mirror checking. 
take a break from merits. I remember at the start of my journey when I really decided that I wanted to choose recovery, I was like, if I don't have anything nice to say to myself, I'm not going to say anything at all. I'm not going to let her take a bite at me. So I literally didn't look in front, look at the mirror. I used to get up, get dressed and go on my merry way. Because if I didn't have anything nice to say to my body, I wasn't going to say anything at all. And mind you, I was really driven by this act of self-love and this act of like, I'm choosing to change the relationship with my body. I'm choosing to change how I see my body. Becoming really, really aware of the thoughts that are going on in your mind so that you can first become aware of them, but then secondly, start to change them. And at first it might be, it might be really hard to say loving things to yourself because it's been almost a lifetime of you saying really awful things to yourself. And so it might be a really slow case of I'm choosing to be more loving towards my body. I'm choosing not to take into account what my body looks like today and I'm going to choose to prioritize how I feel. So really become aware of what your inner mean girl is saying and really start to flip it on its head and realize that you have this inner roommate and if someone was following you around and telling you that you look a certain way the same way that your inner mean girl does you're naturally going to feel like crap and so it's choosing not to feed that don't feed it when when the thoughts really come up the next piece is to really acknowledge that your body is this beautiful servant right? So you take away your soul when we die and your body is just like a limp piece of flesh, right? It is something that is here to serve us to have this beautiful human experience. So it's finding gratitude for your body where you can for all it does for you in your waking life. It might allow you to to walk to work. It might allow you to hug your partner or your mum or your dad or your loved ones. It might help you to feed yourself and cook yourself really nourishing foods. It might help you to do really fun things like move and dance at a nightclub. Like it's realizing that your body is this beautiful servant and it is it is the mind that really controls the body. It is the consciousness that really controls the body. And without that, it's just this limp piece of flesh. And so if we can really come back to this idea of your body is this servant and it just wants to serve you, then we can begin to really become grateful for all that it does us. So we've got this beautiful body, this beautiful servant, and all we all we do is berate it. All we do is tell it how fat it is, how ugly it is, how it's not good enough, how we pinch our fat in front of the mirror how we do all of those things and it's like this one body just wants to serve you it has your heart beating it has your digestion moving it has your intuition and your inner wisdom inside of it it allows you to walk it allows you to breathe it allows you to hug it allows you to do all of these wonderful things that we get to do as a human and kind of coming back to the start of this episode around like this is all you get There are no refunds. There are no exchanges. Like really let that sink into your mind about there are no refunds, right? So this is all you get. So you can choose to come from that loving, empowering place or you can choose to have this self-hateful, 
disgusted relationship with yourself constantly. And I know what I choose. I know what I continue to choose. And it's like I said earlier, it's like, it doesn't mean that I always feel good about my body. Sometimes my body image days are really hard, but the difference is that I don't take a bite. I don't indulge in those thoughts. I don't indulge in that experience. And if I'm feeling like my clothes are feeling a little bit tighter than usual, I come from that loving place of like putting my hand on my heart and being like, body, what do you need? What is it that you need? And honestly, most of the time it has nothing to do with food. It has everything to do with, I just need rest or I just need, I need someone to sit with me while I process some of my emotions or I need to be taking more time out for myself or I just wish my partner would take me on a date or it's like the thoughts that kind of come in when I really get honest with myself, I realize it's never about the food. The nourishment is always about how I'm choosing to meet my needs, how rested I feel and how respected and valued I feel in my relationships. If I'm feeling disconnected from others, sometimes I find myself trying to find that connection through food. And really what I really, really need is to connect with someone and be like, do you want to go out for dinner tonight? And and that fills and nourishes my soul in a way that food never could. So it's realizing like your body is this really beautiful servant. It's always trying to serve you. And your job is to really begin to learn how she speaks. What is she saying to you? What is it that she's really hungry for? The third piece that I want to touch on today is prioritizing wellness over weight loss and really not getting caught up in the alluringness and the sexiness of di- of the diet world, which I think is such an important one to speak on given this time of the year where everyone's like going into the new year, like oh, I'm going to eat so much healthier, I'm going to go to the gym X time, blah, 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 which is all really beautiful, by the way. And I'm someone that believes that you can Once you've mastered intuitive eating and really repaired your relationship with food, you can then begin to start to set health goals. But unless you have this healthy relationship with food and your body, you're going to continue to fall on and off this wagon because it's coming from that place of self-hatred, of this inner mean girl coming through and being like, you're not good enough, blah, 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 blah. And you really identify and buy into those thoughts. And so a huge shift around that body image piece is prioritizing the wellness over weight loss, prioritizing how you feel and realizing the fact that your body is always communicating with you. And, you know, intuitive eating is something that has come naturally for us since the day that we were born. We would cry when we were hungry. We would push away when we were full. We would cry when we needed our needs met. We were so much more in tune with our feelings and with how hungry we were, right? If you watch a child eat, you will see that sometimes they eat all their food, sometimes they leave some on the plate and they have this really healthy, intuitive relationship with food. And over the years through diet culture, through, you know, what our caretakers teach us, we start to have that intuitiveness beaten out of us. And we believe that a diet or a guru or someone outside of us can tell us more than what our body knows to be true, right? And it's like really about coming back to that inner wisdom and to prioritize how you feel over how you look. And the path for me in terms of how this had to manifest was I had to fully give myself unconditional permission to eat. I had to stop with the restrictions. I had to stop um, 
I had to I had to really repair my relationship with food and really remind myself that no matter what size I am, I'm going to choose to love myself in all of it. And, you know, if I'm really honest with you guys, so for the first maybe month I was, you know, I was like, this is amazing. I can eat all this food, blah, 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 blah. And it got to this point where I was like, okay, I actually don't feel great and I want to start to feel better. I want to be able to have deep sleeps. Like I don't enjoy feeling really full right before I go to bed. Or I like to eat food that is going to satiate me and give me that energy. But having access to know that I could eat whenever I wanted was one of those things where it built this deep trust inside of my body again, where I was like, well, if I'm hungry in two hours, I could just eat. So I don't need to finish everything that's on my plate today. And, you know, that's a huge one in programming where, we were taught that you have to finish everything on your plate in order to get dessert, right? Who's heard that? I know that that was something that um, I definitely grew up with as well. And it's realizing that if you're not hungry now, you don't need to force your body to eat, right? And it's kind of like I said at the start of this episode, when it comes to your body, it's, its natural state is health. Its natural state is vitality. It wants to feel its best. It's kind of like when you go on um it's like when you get drunk right or when you get sick your body does everything in its power in order to be able to heal in order to to be able to feel healthy again like it will work on overdrive in order to bring you back to homeostasis and so it's really just like realizing that if you've eaten too much your body works on overtime trying to digest the food if you're gluten intolerant your body will communicate oh this doesn't feel good inside of my body and it's like really bringing yourself back to being able to fully listen to that and realize that she truly does want the best for you she does want to serve you she wants you to feel vitality she wants you to feel healthy and the biggest hurdle is for you to remove all of that societal programming or the up or the programming that you picked up as you grew up it's removing all of that and coming back to that inner voice to remember wellness over weight loss how i feel is more important than how i look and i'm going to choose to make this experience as a human the best possible because having energy and having vitality is what's most important to me and having pleasure as well is also what is really important and not beating myself up when I have a certain food or when I'm eating a certain way so long as it's coming and driven from that place of empowerment and pleasure and mm, this feels amazing inside of my body um and just having that food freedom can really enable you to have this better body image as well So guys, those are my tips in this short micro episode where I just really want to kind of bring you home to yourself. Intuitive eating and healing my relationship with food and my body was honestly the start of my spiritual journey because it really brought me home to myself. It really helped me to connect inwards and to start to learn what am I feeling? What is going on inside of me? And what is it that I'm really craving here? What am I really hungry for that I'm using food in order to soothe my emotions? And so when I really started to come from that place, really see my body as this beautiful vessel that was enabling me to have this human experience, so much for me shifted and it opened up so much capacity and so much time to really live out my dreams. Like it wasn't until I learned all of this stuff that I started to discover my passions in 
personal growth, in spirituality, in connecting with other like-minded people who are also on this like personal growth journey. I love to read. I love to cook. I love um, so many things that I, I just found so much spaciousness in my experience when I developed this more nourishing approach to food in my body. So guys, in 2023, I'm thinking of potentially running a a short program specifically around body love. And if this is something that you would like, I'd love if you could reach out to me and just give me your feedback on this episode. Let me know if this is something that you would like. If you would like to go deeper, I would love to create this for you. So keep me posted. Um, This is going to be the last episode of the year. So I just want to send you all of the love and thank you so much for supporting me and the podcast. And I hope that you have the most amazing Christmas and New Year and that you're going into 2023, coming home to yourself and choosing not to buy into a lot of the a lot of the intentions that are set around, you know, being a certain size or achieving a certain thing that aren't actually true or authentic to you, coming back home to yourself and really living from that intuitive connected place means that you have so much capacity to do the things that are truly going to light you up and really, really bring you back to that soulful success. So with that being said, my loves, share this episode with a friend if you think it's going to help and reach out to me at It's it's Alexandria J if you have any feedback and I love you so, so much. We'll chat soon. See you in the new year.